Hey guys, Maria Menunos here. Before your favorite TV after show begins, we want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, After Buzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! So anyway, that's who wins at WrestleMania this year. Welcome everybody to AfterBuzz TV as we cover the UFC fight night that happened last night. Mm-hmm. One night ago from London and the O2 Arena, London, England. Now Have maybe you guys ever been to London, England? 36 hours from uh, 36 hours ago, maybe. Have you guys ever been there to London? Yes, I have. I haven't. Really? What were we in London for? I was there, actually. Well, I've been there on a couple different occasions. Not very recently. The last time I was there was um, to attend a Cage Rage event. Okay. When I was working with Elite XC. Was it in um, the O2 Arena? No. Yeah, that would have been nice. <laughs> because Didn't UFC, I say it was a Cage Rage event? U UFC Fight Night 84 was from the O2 Arena in London, England. The O2, obviously, I think it was pretty new by the, it, at that point. I was okay. there, like, last... Would have been 07. Um, I think the last rage, Cage Rage I was at was. Um, it was only one event, but it was uh, Ken Shamrock versus Buzzberry. The Elite XC deal with Cage Rage was pretty mm -hmm. new. This was one of the first ones, first events they did under that thing. And it was uh, the first, the only Cage Rage to go uh, to be aired on Showtime. Interesting. Yeah, it was a cool event. Ken cool. Shamrock's son, one of the few fights that Ken Shamrock's son had on oh, that wow. show. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about all about UFC Fight Night 84. But first things first, let everybody know who you guys are. Check it. Your mic sounds weak. Remember that, skeezer. We're better than Napoleon, Hitler, or Caesar. She's a, I'm a hitman, but I'm not for hire. Fly a girl beside the man you admire. She'll rock you in the cage, and then after dark, because she's a killer in the daytime, and then after dark. I fucked that part up. But don't never ever mess with the king of the sound. LL Cool J, the baddest around! I practice that all week. You're Damn. doing that because somebody gave you a negative comment on the last one. No, no, that was. I wanted to do this <laughs> okay. last time, but I hadn't written the rhyme yet. We, we were supposed to work on that together. Yeah. Can you at least drop, drop a few lines for it her? Was, I, it was I put a her surprise. over. It was cool. She rock you in the cage. And well, I'm George Hermosa <laughs> because you guys have been hogging my airtime. And we'll you leave a mark. That you, was the line. You can <laughs> follow me at G Hermosa on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about all about UFC Fight Night 84 that happened on Fight Pass. Mm -hmm. Exclusively on Fight Pass. You can't watch it on Fox Sports 1, 2, Pay-Per-View Fox. Only on Fight Pass, which you could have got for $9.99. Shout out to Eric Winter, now leading Fight Pass. The, I think the executive vice president or uh, he's pretty much head in charge of Fight Pass. They brought him over from Yahoo and he's got some big things in store. I mean, with all due respect to Joanna and Chinchek and Jay Chek and Jessica Penne, um, who had a title fight on uh, Fight Pass, I think that this was probably the biggest Fight Night Pass uh, event that they've had since it started. Yeah, you know what's funny? Bisping, as I think about it, I mean, Bisping is kind of the Fight Night main event king. No one's mm -hmm. really talked about it, but um, two matches, uh, two main events, I think, in Macau, right? No, it was Bisping and Lee, um, and Kong had another one. Maybe I'm thinking of Kong, but Bisping is... Main evented at several fight passes. But Anderson Silva has never before. And this is now. a lot of people who think that he is the greatest fighter of all time. I mean, we'll talk about a little bit more of that if you guys agree with that statement. Mm -hmm. I personally don't. Um, but yeah, I mean, what did you guys think of the fight? It was crazy. First off, did you guys have any, <laughs> did you guys have any streaming issues? Because I know a lot of times, you know, obviously you're, you're streaming it, whether you're watching it on your TV. I personally watch it on my TV. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Perfectly fine. 
no buffering, no no hesitation. I, I heard it was better if you used a device like an Apple TV. Because it's funny, because I, I I looked up at uh you know Dana White was you know obviously promoting it and tweeting about the event, and you look at the comments like oh the fight pass it's it's you know still giving me issues. I'm like it didn't give me a single issue at all. Yeah, not a single one, not like a one second delay. It was just straight up smooth throughout. Well, for me, um, I didn't catch it on fight pass. Mm -hmm. I was kind of illegally. Um, <laughs> <streaming> it. <laughs> I mean, but fight pass is the way to go, though. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, See, there's and then, and then you right felt there. so bad, and you wanted to get a clearer picture, so you did subscribe to Fight Pass yes, for nine ninety nine, correct? I did. Okay. I, that's a better price to see Anderson Silva fight for mm -hmm. nine ninety nine True than indeed. forty sixty dollars. Saves you a bunch, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And and the catalog that you get, you know. Exactly. It's all you can eat MMA. I mean, the catalog itself is probably worth the price alone, but now you're getting all these free fights. Mm -hmm. uh, another one that they had last year, I think, was Roy Nelson versus Antonio Nogueira. Again, they've seen they've had title fights on Fight Pass as well. So uh, who know, who knows what the next big card on the Fight Pass is going to be? There'll be some good ones. I watched it. Um, I for the I didn't catch anything but the main event live. Mm -hmm. That was no problem. Um, and I was watching it on Apple TV. Mm -hmm. um, I noticed. Let's see. I caught the last. I rewatched it on the on the laptop here, and mm -hmm. it was fine. Um, but once the show is over, obviously traffic drops down mm -hmm. significantly, and um, I'm sure there was still. I would bet there's probably a good amount of traffic, at least of that match. You know, in the days. I agree. Because honestly, I didn't know until maybe like the day before that it was on at 1 p.m. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I totally forgot about that. I I, I kind of called out from uh, work so I can not have to be home in a rush. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, not that it matter because you can always watch it afterwards, obviously. But um, I didn't call out; I just had the day off. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, one p.m. I mean, like I said, it's live. You know, you don't have to worry about. It. I mean, it's obviously when they when they usually have shows overseas, they still kind of show it later on that day, maybe on a delay, maybe sometimes not on a delay. But I don't yeah. think that's been the case for Fight Pass, though. For no, anything, Fight Pass is straight up live. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. And guys, if you know, if something's on Fight Pass, you got to assume that it's live. Um, especially come to think of it with all the other events that they've got on there. Mm -hmm. uh, Victory, La Shoot, last week, Shudo. So, yeah, Shudo, of course. Glory. Um, I mean, that's the beauty of having of owning your own website or your own digital services. You can just broadcast it live, and it's not about um, who's tuning in at that point. They're, as long as they come across and watch the show at some point, mm -hmm. then it's it's value-added. You know, with, with this digital network, it's going to be about... Man, it's. I mean, we're we see it with a lot of different uh, different groups like uh, like Network or Hulu. You know, it's about quantity mm -hmm. as much as it is about quality, um, and th and that's going to be the case, especially for for all these different sports um, that have a specialty digital network uh, service. They're just going to amass as much as they can. They'll I take mean, some of the bad with the good. You know, I, I always try to do the math. I mean, had this would have been on pay-per-view, I mean, how many buys would have would it have gotten, you know? But if you add on maybe, like, how many people just flat-out subscribe 99 just to see this one fight, mm -hmm. and also, like, there's probably a lot of people that are like, eh, I'll cancel it later, you know? It's only nine ninety nine. Yeah. Let me just go on. And then maybe, like, three, four months later, um, yeah. they're like, you know what, finally I'll cancel it, but then there'll be another fight coming up. So I'm kind of curious mm -hmm. how much maybe uh, monetarily beneficial has it been for them to kind of have this specific fighter I guess we won't find out for yeah. a month or two yeah. as opposed to maybe it being on pay-per-view or maybe even Fox or Fox Sports yeah. 1 that's going to be the catch is that they will um, much like when I had the WWE Network mm -hmm. I think I bought it or I got it for Wrestlemania or for some event mm -hmm. and then said alright I'm going to cut it off afterwards I kind of forgot <laughs> and we just said alright well I'll come back to it maybe I'll watch some other stuff and then as soon as uh, as soon as I, I was finally getting to that point, oh, I gotta remember to turn that thing off. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's another match coming up that I kind of want to see, and I think we'll probably see that. So, wouldn't be surprised if you see much like um, Bellator in their tentpole events, three or four big events, main event, you know, pay per view worthy main events on Fight Pass, what three or four times a year, just to keep people from uh, from hitting that cancellation button. You know? And even even next week, it's funny because like. Uh and I know we'll talk about next week's card, but just talking about Fight Pass real quick, where you have your two big fights, uh, you know, for on pay per view. No disrespect to the other guys, but not exactly main event level 
fighters, you know, and maybe guys that won't even main event a, a Fox card, but yet they're still on pay per view. But the main event of the fight pass, pr- the prelim fight pass, is Diego Sanchez versus Jim Miller. Yeah, yeah. two guys that everybody's very familiar with. So kind of curious, like how to kind of they kind of. Oh, you're gonna see that a lot. Yeah, that's gonna be. We had the uh mm-hmm. against. Uh, forgot the guy's name, the Irish guy that beat Conor McGregor. Um, oh crap! Who, yes, yeah, yeah, good call, Joe Duffy. Um, yeah, that's going to be a thing where you're going to see guys. I remember when Uriah um, was right after the U- the WEC folded mm-hmm. into the UFC. I think there was at one point Uriah. There was all this buzz about Uriah getting relegated to the Fox Sports prelims as opposed to being on the main pay per view card, and his counter, which is not completely uh, a bad idea, is that with the Fox Sports prelims. More, there's more eyeballs there, mm-hmm. so it, it, it helps his sponsors more. At the mm-hmm. time, they actually uh, had their own sponsors. Um, so by the same token, um, I think guys are... The UFC is going to push for there to be this shift in mentality that mm-hmm. being on Fight Pass is a good thing somehow. Obviously, not won't direct won't affect directly you know people's sponsors and stuff. I don't know. Maybe guys will start to get... You know, quiet little bonuses for being on Fight Pass? Maybe. Possibly. And I mean, perfectly honest, and probably even, not. even myself too, like, and maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't, but I'm, I haven't really logged on that much. <laughs> but I've been paying to 99 Yeah, I've been paying yeah. 99 for the last two years, mm-hmm. and I don't plan on canceling it anytime soon. Yeah. So I'm sure there's a lot of people with that same mentality. I mean, I like literally having most of the library, not just UFC, but Pride, you know, WC, mm-hmm. literally in the palm of my hand. It's so just a, being able to have that access for me, it's like it's worth the nine ninety nine. Yeah, and it, the fact that you can get you can watch it on your computer. Mm-hmm. It's got there's an app for iPad. Uh, I think pro- probably Android as well, right? Oh yeah, I, I got an Roku Android phone. And I like Apple I said, TV. I can watch it on my Samsung TV. Yeah. So literally, George, I, can watch I think it. you sold me on it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> as if the match last night didn't, huh? <laughs> Yeah, well, right, well, let's exactly. talk about that match. Middleweight, uh, first time in five. Uh, I'm gonna say five. First time in a long time that Anderson Silva has been fighting. Obviously, he had that drug <laughs> that drug uh, test failure. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> you were talking about that? I thought you meant uh, London. Yeah, totally. First time in I got ten intercepted years by the word five somehow <laughs> in, in that in that statement. But Anderson versus Michael Bisbing, who's fighting home, mm-hmm. not too far from Manchester, but. Uh, were you guys looking forward to this fight? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. very excited. Um, More so watching... because of Anderson Silva or Bisping or just the matchup in general? Anderson Silva. I think I just wanted to see what what type of man was going to step into the, the octagon mm-hmm. around this time. Um, after the injury, after... Um, 13 months he's been... Yeah. So it's it's you know it's a long layoff for mm-hmm. him, yeah. and you know and just coming back and just to see what type of you know because I see, I I uh, follow him on Instagram and you know social media and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and I see when him, you're not boycotting it for Lent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so be, this is prior to that. Okay. Um, but I was watching him. And he's um, in you know just kind of integrating all kinds of martial arts and, and movement and stuff like that. Not as as much as like Conor McGregor type of stuff, mm. but. But more Taekwondo, um, you know, he has James um, Mutasari there, mm-hmm. so he, you know, he's working with, you know, a bunch of other stuff. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's always been a guy that, um, well, not uh, not always, but certainly throughout his championship reign, at least in the second half, really caught everybody's imagination. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I, I was excited about the match. God knows Michael Bisping was certainly excited about the match. I mean, that's one he's been chasing chasing after for probably close to 10 years mm-hmm. technically Just if you about. think about you know it was 10 years ago that he uh um th- that he was fighter. on ultimate fighter um he won that season correct mm-hmm. season yeah, three that's what i thought sometimes season three yeah like the obvious information you kind of start to forget mm-hmm. and second guess but you know winning it and then going it being in that same weight class you know he was chasing after anderson well and, he started at light heavyweight top. and then eventually made his way down to middleweight which was light heavyweight more. for the uh, for the the season though, right? No, he, he still fought a light heavyweight a few times. Did he fight a couple he, times? Yeah, there? he fought like Matt Hamill, Rashad Evans, and oh. it wasn't until I think I believe oh. after he lost to Rashad Evans, where obviously he saw that middleweight is probably more okay. or a better division for him. Right, I forgot about that. Yeah, so I'm, looking, I'm but, trying to get those facts without even looking at my computer, and I was right. <laughs> and, I, and I was right. But he's been chasing after the point being chasing after a title match, you know, and, and to get oh. into that upper echelon for mm-hmm. for a long time, and it's been there. You know, hovering between that what one, three, five, six spot um, at various times, coming close and then not quite winning, uh, not winning the one that would have put him over in line mm-hmm. for a title shot. 
Um, so this has been a, a long time brewing, and finally it's in. You know, it, it was in the cards. It happened now for whatever reason that it had to delay. You know, karma reared its ugly head, and um, well, reared its ugly head for Michael Bisping for ten years. Mm-hmm. But then she uh, she kind of gave him a, a kissed blessing right last night. And for Anderson Silva, exactly the opposite. Yeah, yeah, you can say that. I mean, a lot to talk about during this fight. Obviously, the first two rounds. Uh, did you guys score it for Michael Bisping the first two rounds? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. What, what do you think it was? You think it was just maybe Silva trying to get back in the rhythm that he just maybe didn't strike as much and Bisbing just kind of saw that. I mean, honestly, the thing that I noticed the most about Bisbing, whether I think he won the fight or not, is he came prepared. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I did notice about him. I'm not a big Michael Bisbing fan. I kind of liked them toward the end, and but early on I hated him. But there's one thing I did notice that he came prepared. He knew exactly what he was getting himself into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you guys see the same thing? Yeah, yeah. definitely. I, I, you know, I, I was telling Jay, um, he... Anderson Silva kind of showed a little bit more defense in regards to kind of hand fighting, mm-hmm. um, stick fighting type of stuff, and didn't really work anything. and didn't really score any points or anything like that. Um, versus Bisping was uh, landing a little bit, a little bit more, and you know, causing more damage. Mm-hmm. So, Bisping knew that he had to come in. I think whether Anderson has the title or not, he knew that he had to come in and be very serious about mm-hmm. it, regardless of how long of a hiatus Anderson's been on. Um, this is his shot. This is the brass ring. So he's taking it very seriously, and I do think that surprisingly we saw a lot more, um, a, a bit more of a tepid kind of slow pace into the shallow end of the pool with uh, with Anderson in the first two rounds. Um, the third round, he really started to, to open up. I mean, we saw sparks of it, mm-hmm. I, I think, even at the end of the first round. But um, it did seem like he was feeling out Bisping a lot, certainly in the first. Um, the second one started to get his rhythm, and we saw the old Anderson Silva, hands down, mm-hmm. standing straight forward, back against the cage, you know, just relying on head movement. That was great. I've talked about this a couple of times with uh, a friend that I watched the fight live with and then uh, LL here. Um, That was something that worked for Anderson when he was at his peak. Uh I think that if there's any takeaway from this, um, he might realize that he's not at his peak like he used to be. Um, or even so, you can fight. You can fight ago. that way when you're winning the round, or right. if you're winning the rounds. But right. when he's coming from, from when he's down one zero or zero and one or zero and two, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You got to at least get that lead. This isn't basketball. This isn't football. You can't come back from twenty five points. But he would do points, that very you know? early. He did that with uh, Stefan Bonner. He did. But that he was winning at the beginning. Well, he did that right away yeah. at the beginning. And the same thing with. Uh, uh, Forrest Griffin. Now, I think that's kind of the point, is that that was a much different Anderson Silva, uh-huh. who wasn't as old as he is now, um, hadn't been through all the stuff that he's that he's been through, you know, the kind of the shattering of your own impression, kind of the mortality, for lack uh-huh. of a better word, with that broken leg, you know, and then losing to Weidman the way that he did twice. I think that that stuff has affected him permanently. Um, but also age. I mean, it's just wear and tear. He's over the other side of the bell curve of his career, I think. I disagree. You dis- I, really? I, I saw many glimpses of that old Anderson Silva in round three and five. Mm-hmm. And But again, we only saw it in two rounds. We didn't see it in three rounds, which, which means he lost the fight. Right. Um, I mean, even around four, where I, I feel that he thought he was winning the fight, so mm-hmm. he can kind of coast for the first few minutes. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, dude, you're losing two to one. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't you can't assume that you're winning the fight right now. Right. Um, even like the end of the round three, we can talk about that real quick, where do you think that, that there is any... Con- I personally didn't see any controversy at all. Mm. Listen to the ref. You know, protect yourself at all costs. Yep. Do you th- do you see any controversy and what happened there? I mean, it was very straightforward. I, I think B- Bismin was too um, preoccupied with the, the mouthpiece, mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, you're in the ring. Anything can happen at any time. Same thing, you know, Mayweather yeah. and uh, Ortiz. Victor Ortiz, yep. Uh-huh. You know, it was the same thing. Don't kiss the fighter <laughs> in the middle of a match! <laughs> Unless, well, the between rounds maybe, but no, don't you know, head the butt the guy and kiss him. <laughs> that strategy doesn't work. But I thought, I, I mean, when I seen, I seen just kind of like a little, a little um, glimpse of that, um, and I th- that knee, oh my god, yeah, just knocked him back. Yeah. So obviously the the mouthpiece goes flying, mm-hmm. and it's a good ten or fifteen seconds that that thing's lying on there, and. 
I don't. The guys weren't in a clinch. There was an opportunity for Herb Dean to break up uh-huh. and to get in the middle and stop it, um, but he didn't. The match kept going, and Michael pointing out, "Hey, that's my mouthpiece over there." <laughs> Um, and at that point, Silva really had the momentum going. He was chasing uh-huh. after Bisping, had Bisping on his bicycle. Um, and I'm trying to remember. I mean, Herb didn't. Uh, I, yeah, think, he, I think he seen it. He seen it when mm-hmm. it flew he out. He picked it up. Yeah, he yeah. seen it when he when it flew out. So I don't think I don't see he, why Bisping would actually point it to. Did you know. he, no, he didn't have it in his hand when the no. action was going. No, but okay. no, he picked it up before Bisping the was pointing. Yeah, yeah, during the match. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. He had yeah. it. Really? He had, he picked then that's how he got caught by the knee. See that's because he was distracted by that. Yeah, yeah. so he I, assumed I, because Herb Dean grabbed it, he's like, Alright, cool, you know, now there's now there's space, give me my mouthpiece. He must or have do thought whatever. that he could that he had the time to do that. Exactly. I mean, a split second, that's dangerous. Yeah. Herb should have stopped the, the action, then picked up the mouth mm-hmm. piece and then uh and then done whatever. I guess had it washed off or something. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, that, that flying knee um, definitely won, won him around. It was within the the horn. It was within the round itself. So, um, no, it's not controversy other than it was like a brain fart on the part of Bisping and uh, and Herb Dean. Although I do agree, or I'm sorry, I do disagree with Dana White. Dana White, after the fight, they had kind of a bonus coverage and he kept saying, like, yeah. you shouldn't have just assumed that the fight was over because obviously we saw Anderson Silva begin oh, yeah. to celebrate oh, as yeah. if he won the fight. I got to say that was kind of funny. To see his face when they tell him, "Hey, it's not over yet. Yeah. Um, you still got to fight." Yeah. yeah, the look on his face was just priceless. <laughs> but Dana White kept saying, "Like you know, you, if he would have stayed on him, even for like that split second, like mm-hmm. he could have won. Obviously, won the fight. Mm-hmm. I don't think he had enough time. Uh, he didn't have enough time. I don't think that I, Herb would have pulled him off. But I don't think the I don't think that Herb would have waved the fight off because it would have been after the bell. That yeah. knee uh, and and Bisping dropping was right at the, yeah. Uh, I don't the think horn. Had, I don't think even if he had two seconds left, he probably right. wouldn't have had enough time. If he if he stayed on him, Herb would have grabbed him, stopped the stopped the action, and Anderson still would have thought that he'd won the fight when in fact he didn't. And Herb would have had to say, "Look, no, you." The round was over. That's it. Now you would probably know this is had he been completely knocked out, would that have been the fight? Bisping. Yeah, it's a good question. I think that um, Herb would have. Uh, I mean, possibly so. If if he was knocked out, if he was starched mm-hmm. like a Nate Quarry kind of. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that would probably be it. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't think that there would be enough time to recover in that one minute. Mm-hmm. You know. Technically, the fighter would have that, and the cornerman would have that one minute to revive him and determine if he could go on. Um, but then also, I, th- I think Herb might probably bring in the doctor. The doctor mm-hmm. would check him and make a determination. Now, maybe the doctor would let him continue fighting or not, mm-hmm. but I think that would be the procedure. Real quick here, I want to, we should uh, include and in, uh, shout out here. There is Stephen Stud Hill in the chat room. Three guys in the chat room who I, well, Stephen Stud Hill, that's not your real name. But I'm sure all credit due to you. Miguel Thola and, of course, our man Joe Boza. Um, Steve is saying Bisping had homegrown advantage and you could see it. What do you mean, dude? Just because people were cheering for him? <laughs> I, I suppose that's the other thing, too, uh, that I wanted to say earlier um, regarding the first two rounds. Silva feeling out Bisping. Bisping came in and was working those rounds. He wasn't, you know, taking his time. He was in the trenches right away. And I will say... Uh, Credit to, to Stephen and his idea that um, Bisping's one of those guys where London does, uh, I, I think he can play off of, um, or it does feed to his, his energy. You know, it does give him momentum. Um, there's a lot of guys, like, remember when we talked a couple years ago with Rich Franklin? He doesn't like fighting in his hometown. He got rocked by Anderson Silva in his hometown. That doesn't help. Yeah, <laughs> bad memories, uh, but, but more, you know, the pressure of, of all the things that you have to do mm-hmm. leading up to it. Um, but Mike's one of those guys where I think it does. He does like fighting in his hometown there. Uh, Bo, Joe Boza says if Big John was there as a ref, he would have stopped it and made Bisping put it back in. Herb Dean was the ref. I think that is where the confusion came from. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Yeah, I just don't understand why uh, Herb Dean didn't uh, didn't stop the action when they were they were not. Uh, engaged, their bodies weren't touching. They weren't grappling or clinched. So maybe it um, should, maybe it shouldn't matter. But maybe, maybe, maybe at his mindset was because the fight was so close to, or I'm sorry, the round was so close to ending. Maybe, maybe that was the mentality. I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what I don't know what the rules say in, in terms of you know maybe it shouldn't matter how much time there, there is left. But it's yeah. like oh well, there's five seconds left anyways. But 
I don't know that was the bell going off. I think it was fifteen seconds, so he wouldn't have heard the ten second countdown. But I don't think he noticed. Maybe until within the ten seconds. Possibly, I guess. I mean, it's pretty evident on TV. So well, let's talk about round four because that's then. And we were going to talk about the judges too, as far as like every judge scored the same. Every judge scored Michael Bisping for round four. Mm -hmm. Do you guys agree? Yes, I do. Oh no, I don't. I lied. (laughs) Wait. Damn, nope. Well, let's see what Guys, my say. chicken scratch. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bisbing, uh, aggressive groin shot. Bisbing working, landing more. <laughs> Sense or Silva hard defense failing. And you put close Bisbing? I can't believe that you can actually read <laughs> my writing. Dude, props to that. I salute you. Uh, what was that? Round four? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, Bisbing, I, I th- it was close. I... Initially, I thought number three was was the closest round, but uh, on second viewing, I realized it was pretty blatant. Mm -hmm. Um, Four, to me, was the closest upon second viewing. Kind of leaned toward Bisping on that one. Mm -hmm. And then uh, fifth round, Silva. But I'm blanking. I didn't get to rewatch the fifth round, so I'm blanking on what was the the pinnacle mark that actually uh, did it. No, Bisping rocked him. That was the second. That was the second instance. Bisping rocked uh, round five. He rocked him, dropped him a second time, right? Bisping dropped Silva, but Silva was completely annihilating his face. Yeah. Okay. But I, I did, I did. Even though a lot of it's for show, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. His little arm defense. He was blocking a lot of Bisping shots. It's it's yes. a ta- it's a mix of a taunt yeah. and also you know you're not used to dealing with that. You're like, what the hell do I <laughs> do with this? It kind of throws the guys off, and and yeah, you can't swing punches in there. Um, it's effective, although at a certain point, like you, the more that you do that, more guys will study it and figure out how to get around that. Yeah. Who did you, you have? all this stuff? You get a body shot right in, you know? Yeah. <laughs> a boss and liver shot. Who did you feel at one to fight, Laura? Um, second viewing, I thought Bisping. What about first viewing? Bisping. First, mm-hmm. I thought Silva. Okay. You gave him the match to Silva yeah. first. Yeah. But second, I think um, he got outworked. Mm-hmm. By uh, Bisping. Yeah. Well, you he, know? he definitely did. I mean, I don't have a problem with the. Uh, with the result, I scored it three. I'm not gonna lie, I, I was very shocked when I heard the Michael Bisbing one. Really? Yeah, I remember. I remember. I was watching upstairs, and I went downstairs real quick because my my laundry had finished drying. It's like, cool. Let me let me go run real quick. Blah, blah, blah. And then as I'm walking back up, I hear, mm, I'm like, no, no way. <laughs> um, as you guys know, you go I lo- and do your laundry at the at the the winner's announcement. No, no, no. I, I, it was already done. I just went to pick it up. Oh, it was on delay. Yeah, you not on delay. Watch. Just no, no, no. Just I just I put it. I think before the the ladies uh, Musasi fight. Right. And then it ended at the end of the the um, Silva right Miss Pink fight. And so I was let like, it just sit there. I don't know. But you know, you, you know, uh, something was very frustrating to watch that fight. Silva, it doesn't have a chin as you know strong as it used to, hmm. and to just sit there and eat punches like that. Yeah. And having the movement that he has, I think that was just so frustrating to me. Like, why are you standing there? Like, move. He was taking more shots than we've seen him to take, right? I think the ch- the chin is still there. Well, no, you're right, because he did get dropped down a couple Twice. of times. Yeah, but Bisping was landing on his yeah. face more than we've seen other fighters land on, on Silva in the past. I, I agree. And that's, what, that's kind of my point, is that I don't think, as you get older, you don't have the reflexes that you used to have. You know, in your twenties and your thirties. See, just... I I think the reflexes were there, but he's also facing a much older Michael Bisping as well. It'd be interesting to see this fight. You know, five, six, seven so years you, ago. Is that to say that you think he took him lightly? No, I, I just think that that Bisping he used to be a lot quicker. Hmm. So I think that yes, maybe hmm. Silva Silva's reflexes they're comparable to Bisping because they've both been in the game for so long. I'd be shocked if to me that sounds like. Silva took the match lightly, which I'd be shocked. I think he to... took round four lightly. I think he took round four lightly because yeah. he saw that he dropped his being his face was pretty much all bloodied up after the third round. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, yeah. you know, what? let me let me coast it for the first few minutes. This is just a too dangerous match. Michael Bisping is probably the most dangerous fighter for Anderson to face mm-hmm. right now in terms of stature and what he wants to do. Like if Anderson is over the sport, if his head's kind of checked out, mm-hmm. then um then it doesn't matter to a certain point. But I think he, I don't think he is checked out mentally. I think he's still kind of figuring it out, but he's also testing to see if he can get away with his old antics. And a guy like Mike Bisping, who's always come so close to getting that shot, but then losing and not getting that shot, if Anderson loses to Bisping, 
Uh oh, that happened. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> now you're now there's a bigger question about your stature uh-huh. in the, in the middleweight division, you know, or your place in it. Anderson Silva is no longer the Anderson Silva that we knew uh-huh. and lauded about four years ago. Um, Three he, out of, he's only one has one out of four fights. Last yeah, four fights. yeah. Now he's just another guy on the roster. Uh-huh. You know, um, I was kind of curious. I didn't go out to get to watch all of the post-fight press conference, but I was curious if Anderson would show up for it. I think he. It would have been nice if he did. Joe Stephen uh, Bo Stephen Studhill. As you guys, guys know, tell me if he uh, if he was at the press conference. He was. I'll, I'll, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll read a quote that I, that I read from him. But okay. uh, as you know, I like to read some people's tweets from uh, what happened last night. Chris mm-hmm. Weidman, of course, former foe of. Uh, Anderson Silva put, wow, good for Bisbing, but thought Anderson had last three rounds. He deserved it if you base it on complete effort. Uh, Roy Nelson, of course, congratulating Bisbing on beating the legend spider Anderson Silva. Um, Diego Sanchez, tweeting, great job, you earned it. Uh, Eddie Alvarez apparently agreed with, uh, or disagreed with the decision, put, holy-ish, what a effing ripoff. Of course, he actually used the actual words. Um, Tim, <laughs> so did I. So Tim, it's okay, bro. <laughs> Tim Kennedy was kind of brutal about it. He was like, he put, and I quote, I have to be honest, I enjoy, I enjoyed watching a guy I used for a punching bag for 25 minutes beat up a PED user. Ooh. Ooh. Wah, wah. <laughs> of course you're going to well, say that, Well, that was a big Timothy. issue in the campaign going to, to the fight mm. with Bisping and, uh, and Silva. So. Yeah, Mike made it... Uh, he he made it a thing, didn't he? <laughs> yes. In in the build up and the taunting. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie though. I, I really truly think that Michael Bisbing thought he lost that fight. I think he was most shocked of them all. Yeah. Because even in his post fight, because we usually see a very cocky Bisbing. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was the respect for Silva that he had. Right. Because um, all, that's all we saw is him praising Anderson Silva. He's like, listen, I worship this guy. I idolize this guy. Like to me, this is like yeah. so. Like I think maybe maybe it was his mom that he kissed. Right after uh, he mm-hmm. he got announced the winner, so that was kind of cool, you know. Things like that kind of make me that makes Bisping grow on me a little bit more. I think he's an amazing analyst too. I think he's great on the Fox panel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but he's a smart guy. The one thing that I I find interesting that I feel the rest of the MMA community has never figured out about Michael Bisping is that a big part of this is just British dry wit sarcastic humor the Brits are sarcastic assholes when they want to be guys and Mike Bisping is great at that and he knows that it gets people's goat especially Americans nobody likes a hoity-toity condescending somebody that just knows this guy's not even worth my time you you are not worth my time I'm just gonna have fun toying with you L because you do the accent though no, I can't. <laughs> I can't do a British accent on uh, Mike. I can't, Laura. I can't tell you. I'm just gonna. Uh, I can't even speak. Look at this. How how revolting and horrid was that? Anyway, very is is the answer. But um, all of this Mike Bisping character for so long has just been simply him being a British snob, mm-hmm. a prick, a wanker, if you will, a scrote. Um, I'm sure you can. Say those words on American internet, right? <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah. yeah, it's but but that's part of it. And so you, you gotta, if you can learn to appreciate, if you know that that's kind of a sensibility of of a lot of the British uh, uh, British community if, or society, um, you can, it's tongue in cheek a lot of the time. Even though he really drives the stake home, you know, into the heart. Um, so that's one of those things that yeah, it, it can get to you and can be really annoying, but. At a certain point, you realize he's just being a prick for uh-huh. the sake of being a prick. Well, real quick, uh, you mentioned if Anderson Silva had anything to say after the fight. He said mm. he said it in Portuguese, but this is translated what he said mm. after the fight. Here's the deal. You can't win one way. They try to take it away the other way. That's it. You saw how that went, right? So there's nothing left to say. I fought for you, and that's it. Thank you for the support, my family. I'm coming back home, but here's a big thing. Mission accomplished, mission given, but sometimes it's like in Brazil. Total corruption. <laughs> He's blaming the judges. Uh-huh. He's blaming the judges and corruption. Uh-huh. Well, don't leave it to the judges then. There's that. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, again, it, it, if you look at the damage It's like done, in Brazil. I love that part, too. He's like, you know, it's East it's normal. In the favela. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I know a lot of people say the damage done as far as, like, you look at Bisbing's face, you look at Silva's face. You completely would guess that Silva would have won that fight. But again, it's not about total strikes. It's not about damage. It's about who, it is won, about damage. who won the most rounds. Okay. Yeah. So that's what it's about. It's, but it's, determining those rounds, damage is the 
overriding factor. It's the top priority. Well, yeah, but again, effective but I mean, striking and I, grappling. And I mean, damage. the most the most damage that he did and did the damage like insanely done mm-hmm. was round three and round five. That mm-hmm. was the one it did. I mean, those pretty much those the damage that he did was so overwhelming. Right. But then again, Bisbing within those other three rounds. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Yeah. And three beats two mm-hmm. in a five round fight. Absolutely. <laughs> Good job. Um, so where do you think uh, we, before we wrap up this fight? Um, where do you think each one goes from here, Michael Bisbing and Anderson Silva? Do you give Bisbing the title shot? Um, what do we <laughs> got? Yet. When is it? May. <laughs> yeah, it's you got May with Rockhold and Weidman. Does oh, Bisbing man. sit one out? I I, I think Jacare's fighting Vitor Belfort. Yeah, that's the thing. You've got this bottleneck here with the middleweight title, and this is you know when when we talk about whether to do rematches or not. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was Bisping, I would uh, definitely sit out a little bit and see what happens with those two, those two matches. Yeah, um, but I think here's the thing: this is a question with Bisping in, in terms of where he's going. Kind of to answer your question, or to a different way of phrasing it, is a win over Anderson Silva, the Anderson Silva that he faced yesterday. Is that enough to catapult him into the top two or three and title shot next match conversation? That's what I was debating in my head. I think, I think it would be a wise thing to do. I, I'd, I'd be for it. Um, we'll kind of segue into the next fight, uh, mm-hmm. which was an, an also at middleweight, Gegar Mousasi versus Talos Ladies. A five-round decision fight, another one. But mm-hmm. to me, especially since they already have Rockhold. Three-round decision. Yeah, three-round, sorry. Uh, Rockhold and Weinman and Jacare and uh, Jacare and Vitor. And especially now that Yuar Romero is kind of out of the picture of his controversy back in though because I don't know the B sample came back negative didn't it Uh, on his drug test I'm only saying that because I noticed he's not ranked at all oh interesting yeah Hmm. which I yeah I I think it's really interesting but maybe Bisbing versus Gegard Mousasi no no Um, well I mean maybe as a placeholder yeah and that match was supposed to happen on this show Uh Um, but Whoever comes out, let's see. We got Vitor and uh, yeah, I, I guess you you do that as the uh, the Vitor and and um, Jacare winner is mm-hmm. the facing the winner of the next title match. Um, just being yeah, I, I suppose that that doesn't not make sense. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think that like if put it put on your matchmaker's hat, both of you here, Bisping just beat Anderson Silva. Um, is that enough? That I mean, let's say something happens. Let's say um, let's, the title match happens, or one guy in each of those fights um, gets gets hurt. You know, the title match the title match comes up like you know there's there's an empty slot for the title for whatever reason. Do you put Michael Bisping in there? See, I've personally never been a big fan of guys who lost their last fight should get a title shot. It's happened before, and you know I'm sure it happened again. But I'm personally not a fan of it. With that said, if something were to happen where... Are you, you referring know, to Weidman? Yeah, if something were to happen to Weidman, since obviously... I mean, he, he's been better, but obviously he's been hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd put in Bisbing in there. Mm-hmm. Just because... And I say that, and I say what I said. Oh, no, 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 no. I was referring to Weidman as far as maybe getting hurt. I was more referring to Jacare. Mm-hmm. I'd want to see Jacare face for the title, but he just lost against Yoel Romero. Right. But did that? But the, it was a close, controversial one. Yeah, a lot yeah, of people yeah. thought he didn't yeah. lose. Do you give Bisping, let's say a title match opens up, do you give Bisping, you stick him in there? Or do you break up the Jacare? Because um, I don't want to see Belfort. Vitor Belfort get a shot either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of over Vitor Belfort. But that's just your personal opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what's. What's best for business? Best for business, but also what's uh, deserving? Um. What do you think is deserving? Al, what, what would you do? Um, Bisping or one of those two guys? I don't... I just think... Tough the, to know. I think the storyline is there more for Bisping. Yeah. You oh, can, yeah. You can kind of build it on. He just beat possibly the greatest fighter of all time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously they're not going to bring it up like, well, obviously his past is prime. Obviously, that's not... You're not going to do that as a promoter. You know, you're going to flat out say, he just beat the legendary, you know, the future Hall of Famer, yeah. Anderson Silva, now let's see if he can win the belt. I think they're just more, it's better to market for Bisbing. I think that, I don't yeah. even like, like I said, I don't even like Bisbing that much, but <laughs> I just think it makes the most sense if Weidman were to get hurt. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, he just built a good resume, you know, behind mm-hmm. him and even making a good case for yeah. the for the title shot. So, mm-hmm. um, why not? Yeah. Well, it's, 
it's either that or you or breaking up Jacare yeah. and uh, Joe Boza's got some thoughts here um, trying to catch up as being the number two guy in UFC to beat Silva for, yeah May at 190 uh, UFC 198 is Jacare versus B- Vitor so uh-huh. that's a l- you know a little bit far but not too far May and June June is UFC 199 that's Luke Holden and Weidman. So we're going to know about the next steps in the middleweight title scenario mm-hmm. early summertime. Mm-hmm. Um, Steven asked, do you think he has a decent shot of getting the belt? No. Does Bisping have a shot of beating any of those four no, guys? absolutely not. Probably not, yeah. I'd agree. At least not uh, not Weidman or Rockhold. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, we... I say because of the wrestling, but then again, we thought the same thing when Bisping was facing Chael Sonnen. That's true. And did Chael, you win? No, Chael, Chael, Chael won, won it, that fight. So but I mean, it was technically, but it was it close. was pretty. I remember it being close. A Chael lot of and people, Bisping a lot thought of people, that Bisping won. A lot of people, no, no, Chael won. A lot know, of people had Bisping winning, including Chael and Bisping in, oh, okay, in the okay, cage after okay. the fight. Yeah. Uh, Joe Boza goes on and says, "I think he does." Does have a chance of winning the belt. Uh, it's hard because they have been building Jacare versus Vitor as number one. Yeah. Uh, but but do they do the trilogy if Chris wins? Oh God, I hope not. Let's hope there's not a trilogy. I, I don't no. think. I, th- I think no title fight should do, should do three straight title shots or Ag- three straight title fights. Agreed. Yeah. Um, uh, Bisping should stay in shape in case something happens with either of the two fights. Absolutely agreed, dude. Um, yeah, and I think that could be his shot, and that could be the. Um, the Cinderella man, you know, grabbing the brass ring. This could be the year of Michael Bisping. Maybe. Something happens in that title match and uh, you throw Michael in there. Well, yeah. We're running down the rest of the card because I really want to talk about... A lot's happened since the last time we were here. <laughs> a certain main event has been changing, but uh, in the welterweight division, Tom Breeze defeated Kitty Kitai Nakamura. I thought Breeze looked good. I thought he could have been a little bit better. I mean, the, just the size difference alone, he, I, think, I thought he should have completely destroyed Nakamura. I wasn't expecting too much of a destruction but that was you know I kind of um, how many how many uh, let's see um, decisions one a two well, three, I'll, I'll run it four, down right now five I'll, I'll run it down right now because Brom I, I, I started guy. to tune out to be honest <laughs> well another guy I was a big fan of Brad Pickett defeated Francisco Rivera by decision close decision I, yes, I, I, I've always there. been a bad Brad Pickett fan Maquan. Did you vote? For, did you score that for Pickett? I did. I did not. Really? I gave it to Cisco for the first two rounds. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, so did another judge. <laughs> True. It was a split decision. Yeah. Uh, Maquan Amarkani defeated Mike Wilkinson. Decision. Mr. Finland. Davy Grant defeated Marlon Vera. Decision. Scott Askham with an awesome KO against Chris Dempsey. Mm-hmm. You guys see that? Yeah. This is awesome. Uh, Arnold Allen defeated Yautin Meza. Decision. Christoph Jotko defeated Brad Spitt. Brad Scott. By decision. There we go. <laughs> uh, Rustam Kabilov defeated Norman Park by decision. Decision. Daniel Omielanskuf defeated Georges Daniel by checkmate. Technical decision. Uh, that's what I said. <laughs> yeah, that was it. And then Timu Pakalen, or no, two more. Timu Pakalen defeated Tibalt. Tibalt? Goatee? Oh. With uh, the beautiful submission where you can choke? Yeah. And uh, both of the. Uh, Timo Pakalen and Scott Askham got uh, performance bonuses, uh-huh. as they should have. David Timor's uh, KO, uh, the first fight of the night, David Timor against Martins Venson had a great TKO as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the second, that was a sweet one. Both those guys, um, veterans of Tough 22. Yeah, and then Michael Bisming, Anders and Silva, fight of the night. Yeah. Rightfully so. As it should have been. Uh, well, we were last here on Monday. And then on Tuesday, we got the big news that uh, the main event of uh, UFC 186 is been changed and Hafeo improved Hafeo, yeah. an upgrade say that. Hafeo say. Dosanjo's getting uh, hurt injuring his foot apparently but uh, the big talk was what's going to happen with Conor McGregor is he going to be for an interim title or interim title fight then by the way does anyone else think it's weird that Dana White announced the, the Conor McGregor fight on ESPN and not Fox it was an interesting point that you made you I thought it was weird that day. yeah I don't know. he's probably get, trying to get a new audience but your relationship is with Fox <laughs> I know <laughs> But they did announce he's going to fight Nate Diaz. Not only that, it's going to be at welterweight. Yes. Once and, of course, then they had the pre- big press conference the next day. And, I mean, I'm sure you guys are pumped guys, this fight for, for this fight. Guys, go and watch that one. Yeah. Go and do it. Is, is this the right fight to make? Oh, yeah. Dana White did mention, you know, they offered Josie Aldo. I think the fight that they offered him was, what, 155? 
Jose Aldo first, but then he said no. Aldo is and injured, and Frankie is injured, correct? I don't know about Aldo. Um, Aldo was just out of shape, I guess. Yeah, yeah but but I feel bad because I think they threw Frankie Frank Aragon under the bus because he's hurt. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. And the the way they made it sound like it sound made it sound like he turned down the fight. Let's talk about the ESPN piece. Uh, Dana announces that Conor McGregor and uh, Nate Diaz, Nate's the replacement. Um, they talked about. He mentioned offering it to Jose. I mentioned offering it to Frankie Edgar, and I agree. Kind of the way that he phrased it, kind of threw him under the bus because uh-huh. he didn't really give the whole story. Uh-huh. The angle that he was selling was. These guys have been talking about wanting to fight them. We offer them a fight. They say no. Mm-hmm. Well, there's obviously very good reasons why you, within two weeks, sometimes you can't get ready for a fight. God bless Chad Mendez for going out and doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and Nate Diaz, for that matter. And Cerrone as well. Um, he mentions... Anthony Pettis wanted the fight. Um, oh, yeah. Pettis Cerrone did. Look, I'm, yeah. I, I honestly thought it was going to be Donald Cerrone. I really thought it was going to be Donald Cerrone. Me too. Well, here's... That was neck and neck, though. Uh, Nick and... Yeah, I mean, Nick and Cerrone. Nate. Yeah, yeah. Nate, sorry, yeah. <laughs> so he says, you know, Cerrone, was was he offered the fight or he you know, was thinking about it? I, I think I think it was but more like... he just says... He kind of stutters. If you go and watch the, the ESPN interview, Dana is kind of saying, you know, Nate Diaz, uh, we decided that's the match to make. But he doesn't go into why exactly. And that's the part that is... To me, that's the story. I mean, and I have my theory. <laughs> What's your theory? My theory is that um, Nate is Connor's more likely to beat Nate. Quite frankly, well, there's two prongs. One, I think that Connor is more likely to meet Nate. I don't know if that was a criteria for why they decided to go with Nate instead of Cerrone, but I do think also that um, Nate versus Connor. That's definitely more money. It's more sellable. It's the more money, and to be honest with you, I Cerrone. perfectly agree with you. Yeah, one hundred percent. Well, of course, I, you cannot have. Because I'm right. You cannot afford a Conor McGregor loss. Exactly. And non, no matter what the division is, mm-hmm. and especially when your big money was, and it wasn't like a lot. I think a lot of people are arguing like, oh, should he fight you know someone else for an interim title? That's not that's not the draw. The draw is champion versus champion, not champion mm-hmm. versus non-champion for the interim championship. You know. Yeah. So obviously now you got to put somebody at. And kudos to Nate Diaz. He looked amazing against Michael Johnson, but you know, obviously Nate Diaz, like he's up and down all the time. That's the thing, Nate. Um, both uh, look, Cerrone and Nate are going to come out and they're going to perform as best they can. But uh-huh. Nate has this thing where if he's if somebody gets in his head, uh, Nate will stand there in the pocket and he'll trade and he'll take shots. He'll take one to give one. We know that that's his style uh-huh. and. That can lead to Connor getting a one-sided win over Nate, and Nate's still thinking that he won the damn fight. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just be like, ah, it doesn't matter, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. I still beat your ass. You know, and by the way, you're on steroids too. You know, um, so I, I think that it's a little bit of, um, little little bit of the safer. Um, I do agree. I hate to say fight. Safer I mean, fight. and yeah. it's sellable, man. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Yeah. That fight. Cerrone is sellable too, but I think you need a bit more of lead time and more yeah. burn to cook yeah. that one, yeah? Like, I think the fact that Cerrone just fought had nothing to do with them selecting Nate Diaz over uh, Cerrone. I just think, like you said, especially with that uh, post fight interview that he had against Michael Johnson, mm-hmm. like, you have yeah. so much, you have already so much to, to work with. Yep. I know, I know they had that go big where, you know, they kind of, Cerrone and, and Connor went back and forth, but that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he knew that they could have had so many more sound bites and whatnot at, but then at the they press had conference. Nate, I mean, Nate, after his fight, and just basically calling him out, mm-hmm. you know, saying that you took something from me, and, yeah. uh, you know. It's what I've been working for this whole time. <laughs> You're taking what I want. You're taking these big no, matches. No, I'm no, coming. No, no, let, me, let me ask you this before we wrap up. Should this fight be the main event? Oh. I don't know, man. I, 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 I mean, you know what? They're not pushing the other fight, the, at the all. title fight, as right. much as this one. They don't have and a press a, conference. I know, in I front know, of it's, everybody. I know it's still a business. I know it's still you still have to you know draw pay per views, but it's still a sport at the end of the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You still have to have some form of like make. I feel like I'm promoting pro wrestling. The championship still should still mean something. Mm-hmm. So oh, I mean, first off, what do you think should be the main event, and what do you, or or, or what do you think will be the main event? I think it's gonna it's gonna stay with Connor. Connor and As the main event. But do you think that should be the main event? Mm-hmm. If um, you're the promoter. No. If if I'm the promoter, yes, because that's gonna sell more. Mm-hmm. But hmm. I mean people already buying there. It, people already bought their ticket, people already because, bought the pay per view. Because of Nate. So what does it matter if that's in the main event or not? People already bought it. True 
I think the but title. I, I think it's just everybody. Everything is just building up to just. just I that think they're one. just afraid, especially yeah. in the Vegas crowd with the Irish crowd, is like people would just leave. Yeah. <laughs> you know, nobody would be in the crowd for for the. Yeah. I think that's the only reason why, if that is the main event, mm-hmm. to put Connor last. Especially, I agree. especially being Vegas. Which obviously they always have Irish fans coming in. Irish fans are are very uh, numbered there, mm-hmm. and if they put Con- um, Connor. Um, Comey an event everybody's going to leave after him mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's what they're afraid of I, I completely agree um, but I think it's uh, I, I think it's a decision man this is one of the only times that we would see something like this is with Conor McGregor mm-hmm. to put a non-title match over a title match um, that would not be the case if it was John Jones defending mm-hmm. wouldn't be the case if it was um, who else um, but what does that blanking. UFC stand for the C <laughs> well, according to Frankie Edgar, it stands for Connor Ultimate Fighting I Connor. Can't, I see. I can't blame the UFC for doing that. I mean, if you have a cash cow in in the palm of your hand, I understand. Yeah, I'm that, not gonna. You know, of course, they're gonna use him. I I I think that people would still stay. Yes, there is absolutely a lot of uh, Irish fans mm-hmm. that would leave, and God knows, Stockton 209ers. Dude, I dread being in the same city or in the same pl- five-foot radius as fired-up Irish fans and Stockton 209 fans representing the Diaz brothers and Metal Militia. Oh, man. I do not want to be in the middle of that gunfight at mm-hmm. all. <laughs> That's going to be dangerous. But um, I think that it's it, it's unfortunate. It's a business decision I don't agree with. Mm-hmm. It, I would say it sets a bad precedent, but the UFC is clearly established. Well, we're going to do whatever we want to do. We're going to go back to title match first with just about everybody else until another Conor McGregor comes up. Have they officially announced if this is a three or a five round fight? Five rounds. Okay. They officially announce it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think it's fair to assume that it's going to be the main event. Yeah. And and yeah, I agree with, I understand the, the thinking behind it, but um, it's doing a disservice uh-huh. to Holly and Misha's fight. Absolutely. Um, Stephen Hill, Stephen Studhill says uh, real quickly, you guys think it was a good card? Talking about last night, apart from the last fight. Yeah, I'm kind of iffy on it. Um, he also says the main event should always be for a belt. Uh-huh. Agreed, buddy. Um, Joe Boza says Holly versus Misha is more of a main event to me. Interesting. With Connor, it's always a case of money talks and bullshit walks. A similar case happened at UFC 51. Title fight wasn't the main event. Which one was that? UFC one, 151? No, that's the one UFC that got canceled. 51. Oh, okay. 51. I don't remember which one that was. Um,. Money talks and bullshit walks. What does that mean? I mean, Connor walks the walk, though. You know, I, it's understandable, um, but I just don't agree with it. With with uh, putting Connor in the the main without a title, the rest of the main card is being pushed to the sides because of Connor. He's basically holding three divisions hostage. Well, I wouldn't say three divisions. Featherweight, yes. Uh, not lightweight. Um, I still say he fights at featherweight. For the, he defends a featherweight championship at UFC 200. Oh, abs- yeah, he should absolutely should. Yeah, you. The UFC should not allow guys to defend, unless there's a real medical issue, which is between the management and the fighter and the coaches. Um, they, they shouldn't allow fighters to, to win a title and then vacate it to go to another division. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's unfair. I think it does a disservice to the title. Because when Connor's gone, there is still going to be this residue of, well, it's not the same when Connor's not around. No. You know? Well, he never beat the champ. You know? Exactly. Yeah. He never beat Connor. Yeah. Well, we're going to have a lot to talk about next week because we'll be back. We're going to cover UFC 196. That's going to be fun, fun night I to talk wait. about. I can't wait. Can't oh, wait. Can't wait. But, uh, you know. Can't f- wait to see actually Nate make hands, hang, uh, handguns with his uh, oh, right hand. <laughs> with right hand. And make balloon animals. With the left. Yeah. But uh, for the next seven days, where can people reach you guys at? Uh, you can reach me at Instagram or Facebook, Laura one L in the middle. JTAN716, as usual. I'm going nowhere. And I am George Hermosa, G-H-E-R-M-O-Z-A, Twitter, Instagram, etc., etc. But uh, we will see you next week as we are going to be back covering UFC 196 here on AfterBuzz TV. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz the buzz you later, you know what I'm saying? The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.